Hashtag SAFMBTH. 0614104107. You can drop me an X at Aldrin Simpier and our studio line is 0860002032. We're in conversation next with Dr. Guy Lam, who is a crime and policing specialist at the Department of Political Science at the Stellenbosch University. So the World Bank has released a report on the impact that crime has on the economy. The report unpacks the economic cost of crime using business and household surveys to quantify it. In the report, it outlined um, that crime cost up to 700 billion rand per year and endangers the nation's growth prospects to unpack some of the key findings we are now joined by Dr Guy Lamb Dr Guy good Dr Guy Lamb good afternoon thank you so much for making time for us a lot of the time when we speak about the economy and um, crime we normally just focus solely on the crime of corruption but there are other crimes that also happen that have an impact on the economy tell us more about what this report says Sure. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. I mean, I think it's a very interesting report. I mean, it's talking about, you know, close to 10% of GDP is lost uh, based on the estimation due to crime. Um, I think it's also important to note that it's quite a narrow definition of economic loss. Uh, I think if we took a more holistic picture of, the, uh, of it, we kind of used an example of an iceberg, where what, they, what the report is referring to is the bit of the iceberg that's you know above the water, and then there's all these other dimensions to crime and it's linked to the economy that's below the water, which is much bigger. But maybe just to unpack the report a bit in terms of what it says. So they've been interested around you know what are the costs that South Africans incur as a result of crime. So they look at, for example, households and businesses, and they sort of focus on the victims of crime. So, you know, households who have lost uh, possessions, lost assets, businesses who have lost assets, possessions, or businesses who've had to pay extortion, for example, or struggle to do business because of infrastructure theft, such as, you know, copper cable theft, you know, kind of internet goes down, electricity is down, for example. They don't, for example, factor in load shedding because it's not really a crime dimension, but certainly crime as a result of load shedding um, due to, you know, power being out also impacts on businesses and households too. Then they look at also the costs of, um, you know, businesses and households. Uh, investing in security. So, for example, you know, putting up target hardening from, you know, CCTV to burglar bars to better locks on your doors to hiring private security companies. They also incorporate that into their into their um, calculations and they look at, you know, opportunity costs but in a very narrow way. So they look at, for example, uh, higher transport costs because of security costs need to be taken into account, um, such as, you know, traveling on a bus or a train, um, tourists, Loss of tourist revenue because you know tourists are potentially uh, dissuaded from coming to South Africa because of the high crime rate, um, and then they do take into account um, the amount of money that the state spends on security, namely the police, for example, um, and the police are one of the largest uh, state institutions we have, um, and you know increasingly we are investing more and more in the police because of the high crime rate. So that's what the report is talking about and kind of making arguments around there are losses to the economy because we lose so much to crime and have to spend so much on trying to protect ourselves. Does the report look into um, the link between poverty, unemployment and crime? I mean, it kind of discusses it in quite general ways. Mm. Um, and of course, uh, this is a policy report, so it can't go into massive amounts of detail around this. Um, and one of the points that it does talk about is unemployment. So what we do know from the violent crime scholarly literature and research that's been done by academics and scholars like myself is the context of poverty and inequality 
don't necessarily cause the crime but create a series of interconnected risk factors that result in it. It's particularly a problem for younger marginalized men who struggle to find jobs, who are constantly humiliated, who then are in the situation where they associate with other young men who are at risk of perpetrating crime and violence. And as a result of, you know, certain circumstances, often circumstances in their past, such as being exposed to, to family trauma and violence, that they are predisposed to committing violence. So the report talks to the background factors, doesn't necessarily kind of explain and discuss how these things are connected and how we can kind of engage in kind of interruption. But I think the important point that it does make around youth unemployment, and this is an urgent thing that needs to be tackled, because we do know from other contexts like Brazil where there's been an investment within, at certain points in time, investment within uh, unemployed, uh, you know, unemployed population focusing on younger men, and as a result, you did tend to see a reduction in violent crime. So it, it is raising important points around the issue. Thank you so much for your time. That is Dr. Guy Lamb, who's a crime and policing, uh, policing rather specialist at uh, the Department of Political Science at the Stellenbosch University.